0: Fast Forward Productions, the women are speaking. One of the things I've loved the most about being here is really that it's such a balance of work and play. I'm somebody who will naturally fill my time with work. I think in some ways it's a defense mechanism. It's how I handle stress, it's my comfort zone. And a lot of times I will talk myself into thinking I don't have time for leisure. I don't have time for play, for hobbies. And being in Montana, that is the culture is to be outside to take in the beauty of your surroundings, to get offline and out into the world. And it's a huge reason why I decided to stay here when I first visited. Welcome to Brands Without Borders, a travel show that will also teach you how to build a business. I'm your host, Katie Smith, an art director, full-time traveler, and the founder of Drop Cap Design. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to Brands Without Borders. I'm really excited to share today's episode because it's a day in the life when I'm in Montana. I still don't know how to intro those. A day in the life in Montana just seems like such a mouthful. And honestly, it's not really a day in the life. It's more of like a typical day in Montana. So maybe that's what it's called. Just a typical day in Montana that I really wanted to basically show you how different life looks from Costa Rica to being in the mountains. It's still summer here. I feel like I'm eternally chasing the sun and summertime because I'm going from high season in Costa Rica to the summer, high season in Montana, and these days my wardrobe's not changing. It's been quite cold here recently, and I think that it's the first taste of, I think I'm gonna start missing winter this go around. Being in cozy clothes, jackets, crisp mornings, the little bit of a cold front that came through last week made me realize I think I I do appreciate and miss the mountain weather to some extent but it's been nice not having to like completely change things from place to place. Okay, so a little bit of a background, full transparency, because I just wanna share the whole process of this. I would say first off, doing Brands Without Borders, this podcast has been such a lesson in doing things good enough but not perfect. This is a completely different medium for me. I'm unfamiliar with it, I don't know if it's good, I I don't have like the equipment, there's no familiarity with tech and the setup and using cameras and I even thought I was like decently good with my phone camera and it turns out that even there, there's so much to learn and so I recorded this whole episode yesterday actually like seven or eight times. It was like either the audio wouldn't save or my phone would die halfway through or I would record the whole thing in a certain app, but then it wouldn't save to my photos. And I got to the end of yesterday and I was just like, I don't have the skill set for this. What am I doing? I'm a fine designer. I am a fine writer. Like why am I trying to get into audio and video? What is the point of this? And it's unfamiliar and frustrating to not be good at something. And so I just gave it a break. And I thought, I'm just gonna sleep on it. I tried my best. It didn't work and I'm gonna go to the camera store tomorrow and they're gonna help me figure it out. So I went in and I said, I have this microphone and I need to work on this you know, phone and I'm having this problem with the setup and I think I need a tripod, but I need the tripod that can work with my phone and my camera because it's not always that the best area for me to feel comfortable and talk and the lighting's okay isn't always at a kitchen table. And so I had been recording on like my phone or my computer, just wherever there was a table where the height difference was okay. And yesterday I was like, this is an opportunity for me to get the equipment that would allow me to be more comfortable because this is a practice that I haven't built yet. I haven't built up comfort or a routine around filming media content. Why don't I just eliminate everything that feels complicated and inconvenient and part of that is the stars needing to align with where i filmed got a very lightweight travel friendly tripod i'm going to show you all this equipment too if you're listening to this as a podcast there's going to be a youtube version over on youtube where you can see like some behind the scenes i want to show you the equipment just because there's context is key here (laughs) and you'll see why there's actually a lot more that goes into it than just hitting record and speaking. So I've got the tripod, which now I can sit on the couch and be comfy and talk to you right by the window. And it's just makes for a easier recording experience on my end. And then the other thing I've been trying to figure out are these like fun little field road mics. And I had been working with just my normal headphones. And then I had my like blue Yeti microphone, but it just like felt clunky and weird. And I was constantly moving and Didn't want it. And then my editor actually recommended these microphones and I'm telling you I've had them for a month now and could not figure out how to use them at all. The audio wouldn't save. I couldn't get them to sync. And so I went to the camera store and I was like, what am I doing wrong? And he was like, nothing really. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe there's a YouTube video. And I was like, been all over YouTube trying to find videos and it's still confusing to me. So I'm going to go home and try it again. I've done some trial runs, so hopefully this is recording and if not, you know what, 10 times is a charm. Then I went to the camera store, got a tripod, great. Went to the music store to find a converter because I was like, maybe I'll just record it on my camera and maybe that's the missing piece. So I go to the music store to see if they have an auxiliary cord. They don't. So then I go to Staples. I'm just like wandering around, just I need to find this myself. Like it's one of those mornings where everything you're looking for, you just can't find. And immediately this lady comes up, asks I'm looking for, finds it in two seconds. I'm out the door, come home, get everything set up, turn on my camera, battery's dead. Great, no problem. Take a deep breath. I'm going to just charge the battery, make a coffee, kind of tidy up my space a little bit. The battery charges, I get everything set up, and oh my, I'm so glad I did this. Trial run with the microphones, get everything set up with the tripod, feeling comfortable, start chatting, go back and test the video and see how it's doing. And yeah, the audio is just this like high-pitched squeal. And my friend Micah, her dog, Maple, who is a German Shepherd, sweetest dog ever, was even just like flustered listening to this sound. And I was like, yeah, I know this is like a dog level high pitch and I just don't trust that the audio is going to translate. And so I'm just going to stop right here. I'm going to go back to what I know for now. I switched it out. So I'm on my phone, but the microphones were giving them a test run. So we'll see this is like all such an adventure and at it all, it's going to work out It's a process. And I do remember, like I've been listening to podcasts for forever watching a lot of like YouTube videos about travel here and there to get inspired. And a lot of people don't talk about like the setup or the process of actually filming it. I've always thought that this could be something fun that I'd want to do myself and have been so curious about the behind the scenes. I don't know, maybe this is interesting for a few of you. And if not, just forget it. We'll move into the Montana good stuff. Another funny thing, you know, I was planning on recording this yesterday, but today I have these little glitter remnants. I don't know if you can see them on the camera, they're like all over my forehead and my chest and shoulders. And last night I was just like frustrated, I'm done. And my friend Ian, who is an amazing DJ, was playing a set at the Rialto Theater. And it's called Therapy Thursdays. They do it every Thursday, it's a different DJ. And this week it just happened to be my friend Ian, who is such a good, I mean, such a good DJ. But I was in this bad mood from all day, nothing was going right, hadn't had time to exercise. And of course, like when you don't have time to move, then you don't feel good in any of your clothes. And I'm like, I don't wanna do this. And my friend Micah, whose house I'm staying in, she's like, let's just go, even if it's for 20 minutes. If you don't wanna stay, that's fine, but let's just see. So we go and a second we walk in, we get glitter on our face. It's such a fun set. I mean, he's such a good DJ that I knew as soon as I walked in, I'd be so happy that I was there. And Micah and I have been watching this show called Physical. And it's like 80s jazzercise, like Jane Fonda type deal. And so we immediately are just like dancing, doing jazzercise dances. I mean, just having a blast. Granted, I'm only there for an hour. I still am like in the door, dance straight for an hour, get home and asleep by 11. So it wasn't like this wild night, but it was such a release to just dance, have fun, not worry. I have my like fanny pack around my shoulders. I'm just being in the moment and just letting all of the stress go. And I woke up this morning thinking today's a day. It's gonna work out and I feel great. And I'm so glad I didn't force it yesterday. And now I can share more about my life in Montana with without feeling frustrated by the tech side of a podcast. So I have been in Montana now for a month-ish. I got here July 15th. You'll remember the road trip from hell. I got here like a lot later than I thought, well not a lot, it was like a day later than I thought I was going to. And then I decided I did not wanna drive back home. So I put my car on Facebook Marketplace, I sold it. So I'm driving it to the new owners on Monday and I bought a flight for next Wednesday, which just feels a lot better. I think I've mentioned this, but if not, I'll just mention it again. But I'm going back to Costa Rica September 5th, and I will be there as a home base indefinitely. A lot more in an upcoming episode on how I made that decision and why there are some factors that I'm excited to share. But for now, Costa Rica's home base, and I don't need my car there. It's just sitting at home in my parents' driveway. It's one less thing to have to worry about it's not like it's going to increase in value the longer I hold on to it. It's in great shape. It was an amazing car. And I just thought it's time to let it go. I was so proud of it. It was like my favorite purchase of COVID. I've gone on some amazing road trips, but it was just time to let it go and embrace the season of life, which is a little bit more full-time travel. Don't need a car. Uh, I have the bare minimum in storage and it feels good to just feel untethered a bit and available for what opportunities flow in. So with everything that's been an inconvenience or a roadblock, I feel like I've left some of the parts of my life here that I was still holding on to. I'm continuing to let them go. And it feels so freeing. The car was part of that. But Micah is my best friend here in Montana. Her partner is South African and left for South Africa the day before I got here. So we've just been able to hang out all summer. It's been so nice staying in her home. She has such an amazing eye for interior design and is like a huge like horse western girl. So there's like horse artwork everywhere. There's like these fun Western paintings. There's great art. Everything just feels very like Montana Western, but in a really nice design sense. And it's been great staying here. I also, when I lived in Montana, I was living in Livingston, which is about like 30-ish minutes away from Bozeman, where the airport is and where a lot of people come in. And I love Livingston. Do not get me wrong, it's so charming. It feels like a small town. It's what made me fall in love with Montana. It's beautiful. If I had to pick, I would definitely, my heart will always be in Livingston. But I was ready for a new experience this summer and to be in a different place. And a lot of my friends are in Bozeman. And so Micah, she and her partner were living on a ranch and they're now in town, like by downtown Bozeman. And it was the perfect opportunity to just have a different experience. And so I've been staying here and it's been so great. With her dog, Maple, she just left to go to the stables to ride horses. So I found this like wonderful quiet window to record this and share my day in the life while I have a couple of moments to myself. And that's been another interesting thing that I've learned along the way is how to carve out moments to share and record these in the midst of the fullness of my days. And like when you're a constant guest in someone's home or don't have that much autonomy over how you structure your day, it can be really hard to find these moments to set up. And it's also, you know, I will put this out and anyone can watch it, but for whatever reason, it stresses me out so much to think that someone could be listening to me do this right now. It just makes me feel so uncomfortable, even though it's my best friend. It's nice to have just like quiet moments to myself to do this and then put it out into the world when it's ready but a day in the life is hard because there are aspects of a couple of different days that i've experienced here that i want to share and not all of them were part of one day but are part of what i would call my montana routine or at least what my montana routine has looked like here i'm still waking up between five and six in the morning One of the things I love about the Montana summer is just the length of the day. And so the sun really starts rising a little before six. It's made it so much easier to wake up in the morning. And I just have found that I've loved this early start to the day because the sunrises here are just magic. So I'll wake up in the morning between five and six. Maple usually gets up with me, the German Shepherd. She like follows me around like a shadow. It's the sweetest thing. I'll go into the kitchen and Mark and Micah have this amazing, really nice espresso machine. And even though I've had an extensive background in coffee in my early 20s and in college, it has taken me all summer to get the hang of making a latte again. It's just, it's not like riding a bike. (laughs) It is definitely not like riding a bike. It's been very hard to pick back up, but it has been such a lovely way to start the morning. So I'll pull a shot of espresso, steam some oat milk, go out on the back porch and watch the sunrise, which is just stunning. It's this pink and blue sky, just beautiful. Once the sun has risen, I will come into the house and read for an hour. Fun story, I had planned to bring about four books out for my summer here. And I had gone to Barnes and Noble and I had gotten four books that I was really excited to read. One was Stephen King's memoir on writing. One was Joan Didion's memoir on grief. The other was Gladwell talking to strangers. Just seemed interesting. And then the fourth was a book my high school friend Dylan had recommended about a literature professor who talks a lot about Russian literature. And he said it was really good. So I was excited about that. And one of my childhood best friends, Hannah, is a high school English teacher We love to share book recommendations, and I had plans to go to her house for dinner as soon as I had gotten done with some errands, and Barnes & Noble was one of those errands before I left. So I went to her house. I was so excited. I was like, I got these four books. They look really interesting. I'm gonna take them to Montana. And she was like, oh, these look great. Let me take a quick picture on my phone because I might want to read them this summer as well. So she takes a couple of pictures, and then two days later, I leave from Montana. As you know from the last episode, that trip did not go according to plan not even slightly. So after the break in, I realized like a couple of days later that my books had been stolen and not fun, but I sent Hannah a text and I said, you'll never believe I was like this person of all the things that were in my car, like camera equipment, like really expensive stuff, took my new books. What was so sweet is she actually, because she had the photos on her phone, She went online, ordered all four of them, shipped them to Montana, and they were waiting on me when I got back into town, which was just so kind and wonderful and definitely made for a much better trip. I've been reading through those, and then I was on a walk the other day, and I came across another one of the library, take one, leave one type of situations, and I found a book that I had been meaning to read, Cheryl Strayed Wild, which everyone read forever ago about her hike on the PCT while she was processing her mom's death and wanted to read it for a variety of reasons. I remember I read Tiny Beautiful Things back in 2015 and loved it and really just wanted to read another one of her books so i got it and i was in the middle of finishing stephen king's on writing and i was like i really need some fiction i'm getting a lot of these personal stories and i'm reading a lot about grief and some travel writing and i just need a story so i go to the country bookstore and i have some authors from stephen king's memoir that i had jotted down that i was like i think i would really enjoy this author or this person that he's referenced go into the bookstore and walk out with Two more memoirs about travel writing. One is Four Seasons in Rome from the author of All the Light We Cannot See, which in hindsight, I realize I've already read, but apparently it didn't stick with me because I totally forgot while it was in there. And so I'm gonna read it again. And then the second one is a collection of travel writing stories from a journalist for The Times. And I can't remember what that one was called, but really excited about those. But now all of a sudden, I'm flying back to the States and I have seven books that I need to read and I do not wanna have to take all the stuff on the flight back. So I'm scrambling to read through as many of them as I can so I can put them in my storage unit before I leave. So I've been spending definitely like a good hour in the morning reading, drinking an oat milk latte and easing into the day. And then by eight o'clock I get in the car And I drive to this co-working space in Bozeman called Sky Oro. And I will say that this summer, one of the best decisions I've made is getting a membership for a month to a co-working space. Now, it was like a week before I came, I started having a little bit of anxiety, thinking I'm going to be a guest in someone else's home for a month. I don't know what the house is going to be like. I have some real projects that I want to complete this summer before I go back to Costa Rica, I have some deadlines I cannot miss. And I really hope that this doesn't become a struggle trying to find ways to work and get my stuff done. Right before I came, I just reached out to the founders of Sky because I was one of their early members when they first started it back in 2018, 2019, somewhere around there. But then they had to close down for COVID. And then by the time they opened back up, I was on my way out of Montana. So I haven't been there in years. And they let me come back for a month. And it has been great because I can go in. I know that I'm doing focused work there. They have like amazing coffee. It's a beautiful setup. It's really quiet. I think it's probably just slow because it's summer. But I found that it's just it's almost like being in a beautiful library. It's been so easy. And if I could find a co-working space in every city I'm temporarily living in. I would. I wish something like this existed in Playa Negra. It would make my life so much easier, but it doesn't, at least not yet, free idea. But going in has been really awesome and has been a great way to stay diligent on projects and get things done even while I'm visiting friends and know when my working hours are and to be able to come home and really be present. And some of the things that I'm working on this summer One big thing that I wanted to be able to do before I went back to Costa Rica was update the DropCap website. A lot has changed this year. We've introduced a lot of new services. And I was going through and I was thinking, maybe I'll just update the details of some services and add a few things to our case studies and blah, blah, blah. And as I was going through making edits, I was like, really, this is like a big structural business change. Some of our core brand messaging has changed. We're heading in a slightly new direction and it's time to really like do something different. And in the past, when I've updated the website, I've just paid attention to the visuals. It's usually that I'm burned out or annoyed with the design. I want it to feel fresh. It feels boring to me. I've looked at it for too long. This time I stripped all of the copy off the website, put it in a Google document, and I have been going through and just really paying attention to the story, the messaging, the context of what I'm saying and really restructuring and organizing the business in the process. But I wanted to get all of that writing done before I go home because I'm wanting to use my desktop computer to get the new site going before I head back to Costa Rica and Wi-Fi is a little more spotty. And then the other big project is that when the new site launches, we will be simultaneously launching one of the coolest, biggest new offerings that's completely different than anything I've ever offered before. I'm really excited about it. And that will be launching as soon as the website's live. And I was like, I really want to work on this. I have the structure down now. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. And I'm super stoked. But those are some big things that I wanted to work on and have complete by the end of my time here. And I was like, if I'm just trying to work in between friends, like whenever the house is empty, like even recording this, trying to coordinate when I'm going to have private time where it's going to be quiet, where I can be focused, where I can not feel like I need to power through something really quickly because we have social plans. So the Sky Aura workspace has been like pretty awesome. And then I'll take my, what's been really nice and I'll say this, is like being back in a place where I can shop. I know that sounds so shallow and dumb because one of the things I love about being in Costa Rica is you realize how little you actually need. But man, there's something to be said for like a bougie, getting your products that you love. And what I'm talking about specifically is there is a skincare, like boutique skincare shop here in Bozeman called Glove. And I went in the other day and I got a um, microcurrent facial, which felt amazing, but they have all of the like really bougie, nice, like sunscreen and lotion and everything. My tired, like, sun-spotted, depleted, dehydrated skin needed after six months in Costa Rica. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to spend this month just like pouring back into my skin and really investing in some things that I can take back with me because at this rate, I am going to look like a grandmother by the time my chapter in Costa Rica is done. And so I've been going into glove quite often. And testing out different products, seeing what I want to use. I have really sensitive skin. And so I have been very hesitant to just buy everything recommended, but really test some things out to see what works for me. And I have never felt better in my skin. It feels so hydrated, so clean, so clear. It's been awesome. And going into glove and getting products has been one of my favorite things about being here. So another thing I've been working on from Sky Aura, the co-working space, and just with work in general, is we had a design internship this summer. I've had design interns touch and go over the years, but this was the first time we had a program with multiple designers. There's curriculum, prompts, portfolio reviews, weekly team meetings. It was a very involved internship. And the opportunity came up in May. I quickly launched it. And then really poured into it this summer and it has wrapped up since I've been in Montana and it's just been amazing. I cannot wait to show the projects that came out of this internship and the ladies who were a part of it, we will 100% be offering it again in the fall and it's been really fun to work on here and to share and we're all in different time zones so that's been like a fun logistics coordination, but it's been a really fun thing to work on. That's another thing that I've been doing from the co-working space and in the afternoon I usually will leave the co-working space, go to a coffee shop and wrap up. There's this one in town ghost town coffee roasters which I love and this is gonna sound so silly but again it's these little things that I remember from when I lived here that have stuck with me and have been really fun treats to introduce back into my day now that I'm here again for this summer. But they have these huge mugs and I'll go and I. their coffee is so delicious. I'll go and get a massive Americano in a mug with a splash of oat milk. I'll sit in the table by the window and write. And that has been such a wonderful way to spend the afternoon. And then the best part about the Montana summer is that the day is so long. I will get home at four or five and I still have about five hours of sunlight. We'll grab the dog, we'll do a neighborhood walk, go to Pete's Hill, usually see some friends along the way. It's such an easy walk to just be around the neighborhood. The homes here are so cute. I just, they're all like craftsman style bungalows, just very charming. Bozeman is a very charming neighborhood residential and like the old part of Bozeman. And then another thing that we've been doing a couple of different nights is some photography for few made jewelry. So my friend, Micah, who I'm staying with, has been the photographer for our Montana shoots, which has been amazing. And she's just felt really dedicated to realizing the vision. I had approached her about the opportunity a couple of weeks before I came out here and sent her a bunch of creative direction and shot lists and models and like what I wanted to do. And so we've broken the shots into like several different categories so that we could capitalize on sunlight and sunsets and models and what we had available. And the other day we were going to do our big lifestyle shoot. So this was going to be the main model that we were going to use all of the turquoise jewelry with horses and it was going to feel like very like ranch cowgirl and Montana vibe. So the first shoot that we had planned. The model had a family emergency and had to back out at the last minute, which was totally fine. It happens. It's not like you can foresee these things. But then Micah was at one of her horseback riding lessons. And this lady came who was like, just the demographic we were looking for for the shoot. She had just moved to Montana. Beautiful. And we're like, okay, let's see if she'd be willing. And she signed right on. We rescheduled it. And then on the day of the shoot, we lost access to the horses that we were gonna use for the shoot. And we're like, oh my gosh, we actually can't push it anymore because Micah was going to South Africa. We were gonna run out of time. And so in this Hail Mary, Micah reaches out to her client, one of her clients, and says, I know you have horses. Could we use them for a shoot? I know this is a long shot, but it's part of the creative direction. We just really wanna know if we can still do this tonight. And she had alerted everyone that there was a huge chance that we would have to cancel or reschedule, but we were just gonna see if maybe we could make it work. So, Molly, her client, reaches back out and says, Of course, I have two horses. Why don't you guys just come shoot at my house? That way they're in their natural environment and I can be there to help handle them. And we didn't really know what to expect because none of us had ever been to our house before. And I was like, If it's like if she has horses, then it must be on quite a bit of land. So, We could probably make it work with the mountains i'm really hoping that the view is good and if not we're just going to get what details we need with the horses and then we'll take the model to a more scenic location and do like more landscape stuff so we had this like a couple of different plan b's plan c's plan d's ready to go but the makeup artist comes over we get the model ready we lit up the truck we have all the jewelry we drive out to molly's house and oh my gosh it was stunning, like quintessential Montana ranch, beautiful, big white farmhouse, 25 acres, not another house in sight. The horses were beautiful. You could see the full mountains in the distance. It was sunset. The golden hour was just unreal. And as the sun was setting, dogs are playing in the front yard. The horses are grazing. We're having a glass of wine as the sun sets. It was just like out of a storybook and I was sitting there just thinking, wow, I could really get stressed out by the logistics of this. And they were a bit stressful there for a second that I don't have all of my tools and I'm not completely familiar and I'm not always in my comfort zone. And I had this realization during the Costa Rica photo shoot too, of just how amazed I am that I'm getting to be in these beautiful places and meet such interesting people and learn about surfing and horses and starting a restaurant and so many different things because of travel and being able to incorporate it into my work. So it was such a full circle, amazing experience to watch the sunset there and really cool experience. And what's best is that the sun really doesn't set until 9.30 at night. And so I've also gotten to spend time going to dinner with friends. There's this new restaurant that's opened up since I left called Shan. Wow, 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 wow. It is so good. I have been doing a lot of late dinners here because there's something about just, it's hard to get hungry or feel like it's dinner time until it's dark outside. And that is really late at night, so that's something. A habit I definitely want to get rid of as soon as I'm gone. But for now, it's nice to do like late dinners and enjoy time with friends. But yeah, Shan has been a great restaurant. Highly recommend if you're in Bozeman. It is such good food. The chef was a travel and food journalist in, I think, Japan. And yeah, really cool environment. Wonderful food. One of the things I've loved the most about being here is really that such a balance of work and play. I'm somebody who will naturally fill my time with work. I think in some ways it's a defense mechanism. It's how I handle stress. It's my comfort zone. And a lot of times I will talk myself into thinking I don't have time for leisure. I don't have time for play, for hobbies. And being in Montana, that is the culture is to be outside To take in the beauty of your surroundings to get offline and out into the world. And it's a huge reason why I decided to stay here when I first visited. And being here, I have gone on so many hikes, like endless hikes. They're so accessible in Bozeman. They're like five minutes from the house, five minutes from the co working space. I can just, If I have an hour here and there, I can just get in my car, quickly drive to a trailhead within five or 10 minutes, and then be in the woods, mind cleared, do not disturb on for 30 minutes to an hour to just hit reset. And there is like something so powerful about the ability to do that and for it to be so accessible. And that has been one of my favorite parts of being back in Montana. One of the reasons I think I'll be returning here time and time again. Another thing that's been funny is the water did not necessarily leave. I did not come to Montana thinking I would even remotely have much water time, except for maybe a river day with friends, which I have done on the boat, fly fishing, which is something that I really loved when I lived here. And it's been nice to get the opportunity to float again since being back. But also we went out on the lake and wake surfed with some friends, which is super fun. Very much not surfing, not even close but still a fun activity to try and to be back in the water. And it's just like a fun day among friends. And we went out the other day on a friend's boat and he had this like crazy grill set up on that would connect to the back of the boat. And we could like grill hamburgers and hot dogs, crazy. But you would do it with the boat docked on the side, right as we like got the grill set up, we've got the food on the grill, we're getting ready. All of a sudden this massive storm rolls in. And that's something that's been crazy about being in Montana this summer is that it's been pretty stormy for a summer here, which is not normal. But like I would say every evening we've had a little bit of a summer storm. And being on the water <laughs> with this grill was like not expected, not ideal. We really didn't have time to take it down. So we we're like, let's just drive the boat really slowly over to the dock with the grill on. And our friend Casey was like, I'll just, you know, keep cooking and check on it while you're driving the boat. And so we're driving the boat with a grill on the back while he's cooking. And I just was like, this is like such a bizarre experience but so much fun. And I've just had such a great time the past couple of weeks reconnecting with friends, laughing, sharing meals, doing fun activities. It's been really good for the soul after spending the past six months making all new friends and relationships and a new country to come back to something that feels so familiar. But there are a few lessons that I have definitely picked up along the way during my time in Montana that I will be moving forward with. And the first is this idea of the scarcity of time. And I think because the days are so long, it feels like I'm getting so much more done in a day and I'm so much more open to how much space I have for things instead of, oh, I can't do this because I only have so much time or, I can't go to dinner or I can't go on a walk or I can't unexpectedly go on a hike or go on the boat because the day is so limited with hours. And I think it's just the amount of sunlight that the days feel so much longer. But really, it's not like we have more hours in the day, it's still just 24 hours. And it's really taught me that there's time and there's space to step away and the things will get done. But I need autonomy over how I spend my time. So the ability to make my own schedule, to have my own space in some way. So Sky oro the coworking space has been huge for that. But then another thing that we've been saying this whole month that I'm here among our friends is that canceling is cool. Canceling plans when it feels like too much when you're overextended, when you need time for yourself. I think it's the older that we've gotten, the more comfortable we've gotten in our friendships, the ability to just say, I know I said I was going to show up for this, but it is just not flowing for me today. I'm not in the mood. I don't feel like it. I'm tired. I need to hike instead. Whatever you need to take care of yourself, there has been an attitude of allowing each other to cancel. And that has been so freeing. I am such a people pleaser and I say yes to everything. And so having this summer where we're all in the same boat of just busy lives, things going on, limited energy to cancel with grace has been awesome. And definitely something I intend to take with me as I learn how to have better boundaries and structure around my time, no matter where I am. Another thing that's been big for me here is before I came to Montana, I decided to not drink, but very, very much limit my drinking this summer. And at the time I was like, I just feel like I have so much going on and in transition I can feel really flustered and I don't wanna feel exhausted. I don't want this to just be like a summer of over socializing and not getting things done. And so at first I was like, no alcohol at all this summer. And then when I got here, I was like, oh, it's nice to have a glass of wine here and there. But it has been such a game changer in my sleep, my energy levels, what I'm able to get done. I have actually loved it. And I've realized since removing it that the few times that I've had a glass of wine, my sleep is completely messed up. And so I've definitely rethought my relationship to alcohol a lot this summer and what it actually is doing to my body. If it's a healthy way of socializing, if it's worth the sleep deprivation, I feel so much better without it. So that's something I think I'm going to continue to be exploring in the future. And then also another thing that's taken some adjustment is just the smokiness of being in the mountains in the West, this part of the country that does get a lot of fires in the summer. And the smoke has been really affecting me this time every morning I wake up feeling like I have really bad allergies, congestion. I'll get headaches really easily. And I also think in some ways, I don't know why you would think it'd be the opposite, but it's almost like the dryness and the mildness of the weather makes me forget to drink water. But then with the smokiness and the dryness in the air, I'm also less hydrated. So there have definitely been some moments this summer where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I did not drink water today at all. No wonder I have a horrible headache and I feel like shit. Having more mindfulness around the water that I'm drinking, trying to just like, incorporate it more throughout the day has been a little bit of an adjustment. But I do feel like being in Montana, it's been a really healthy summer for me. It's been so great to connect with friends. It feels like being back home in a lot of ways. This was home for five years. And it's been really great to revisit it and have new experiences after being in Costa Rica. and. I'm really glad I got to share it with you today. So that's a little bit of my life in Montana and what my routine looks like here. And I can't wait to share with you my next day in the life. I'll see you on the next episode.